Drake obviously has more listeners and he's got a, a bigger fan base, I would like to say, just based off numbers and yeah. streams, right? But every person that I ask that question to, they'll say Kanye. Mm. And, mm. you know, they'll say Kanye. And me, I love Kanye, but I will never love Kanye more than I love Drake. Like, to me, Drake is the shit. Like, yeah. Drake shits on everybody. But what I've come to understand is why people like Kanye, it's bigger than the music. Mm. Whereas Drake lives a very bougie, fancy, emotional, very reserved, mysterious life. Mm. Kanye sets up all of his insecurities and his way of being and his way of thinking on public display. Mm. I'm bipolar. I'm this. I'm that. So you can resonate more with who he is because we are all those things in some manner. I think his ability to publicly display, oh, I am a person who has these disorders, Mm. allows him to be more relatable. And because of that, I think people who are just in your common life will tell you Kanye because it's like, I like Kanye because he makes great music. And I also like Kanye because he says, I'm not fucking perfect and I'm going through things and this is what it is. Whereas Drake, on the other hand, again, he plays a mysterious, you don't see him publicly talking to the media, cussing out cameramen, right? You know, it's, it's Kanye's just showing you how human he is. Right. And I think that's that sense of relatability is, is very keen because also part of me is like is this a strategic move for him like is he doing Mm. this because he knows he has to stay in the public eye to get views and get streams or is he genuine like i'm fucking losing my mind and i want to kill pete davidson like you know like (laughs) right yeah i I wonder i I mean you know him releasing donda 2 on i haven't heard it yet i want it's not you can only get it on his little player stem player thing and I mean, I'm not going to shout out $200 listening to Donda 2, even yeah. if it's the most amazing album in the world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah w- uh, what got you on to either, both of them? Like, what, like, was Take Care, like, your intro to, like... Drake. Drake. Like, <laughs> no. what was your what was your intro to either of them? So... And this is not, like, this is, like, a, maybe this is a good way to start the podcast. No, nah, <laughs> man, I think, I think it's, I think it's awesome. We're talking about two of, like, the, the godheads of hip-hop in my day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we, you know, that's not to take away from, but it's my time. Like, it was my mm. time. Like, in high school, Drake, J. Cole, yeah. Kanye West were the ones on the up-and-come. Mm-hmm. Now, years later, you got Young Thug, you got all these other people you know my slimes all, all those folks they came up later after i was out of high school so for me it was j cole drake and kanye and kendrick mm. but i heard kanye first before i heard drake i heard kanye um when he was you know like you watch the the documentary and he's like dropping um falls down and you know well he hasn't dropped it yet but you know it's about that time yeah and then he drops falls down and then he drops uh slow jams with twista and all these people so i'm hearing those songs and i'm like wow this is this is incredible music like yeah for sure then drake came onto the scene and drake was under the wing, whereas Kanye was under the wing of Kanye uh, of Jay Z. Drake was under the wing of Lil Wayne. Mm. Now, if you put Jay Z and Lil Wayne next to each other, this is all my opinion, by the way. Hip hop heads, you know, chill the fuck out <laughs> if you right. feel away. I'm not trying to say like one's trash and one's not. No, they're all amazing artists, but they're all intricate and different in their own ways. So Jay Z was a storyteller, but he's also punchy too. Mm-hmm. But Wayne is a punchy, punchy rapper. Like every line. 
has got something for you to go, oh, oh, oh. Wayne was just a punch rapper. Like, he just knew how to tell a story and punch almost in every single song. Whereas Jay-Z could punch, but he was more of just, like, real talk. Like, mm. it was like, hey, I'm going to put you on game. <laughs> That's yeah. how he was. Versus, that was a terrible Jay-Z. <laughs> um, but um, Wayne was punchy. But then you realize in early development with Drake, he was a punchy rapper, too. He had, I think there's a song called Ransom, and everybody should know this song if you're a fan of these guys, but <clears throat> Wayne and Drake dropped Ransom, and that was probably as punchy of a track you could get, yeah. but Drake took an alternative route. He jumped into emotions, like talking about relationships, breakups, selfishness, um, saying, how could you leave me? I love you more than anybody else could love mm. you. How could you, in that, is what sold the world. You know, like, you know, he had that song Marvin's Room and he's like, uh, cry if you want to, but I can't. No, that's that's doing it wrong. Um, but he's got songs where he's just expressing himself in a way that no hip hop artist had ever done it. Because mm. uh, hip hop. Yeah, that's true. It's all about being strong and about being cocky yeah, and I'm cocky. the shit. Yeah. But Drake was like, yeah, I'm the shit. Mm. But this girl got me feeling Oh man, I miss this girl so much, man. Damn, you know, like, yeah. and now that's why they say, "Don't," you know, the saying, "Don't drink and drive." They say, "Don't Drake and drive," because <laughs> you, you'll end up at your ex's house. That's funny. I never heard that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I feel like in my feelings comes from that comes from Drake, mm. like just being in your feelings. Like, mm. I mean, I was much, I was in my mid twenties by the time I. I started listening to Drake. Like that's when he came on the scene and like, and I could tell he was just for a, the, the younger mm-hmm. generation of millennials, like the younger millennials. Like when I, I got on Kanye when, well, what, I guess the black album and yeah. like yeah. when he was producing, amazing when album. he was, when he was producing for Jay-Z, like, <clears throat> like if you were listening to hip hop, you knew, who the producers were and he was just producing the best music. And, and if you're following along at all, like you knew that Kanye was going to be dropping this album and especially the singles that were coming out, like I'm getting chills thinking about it. Like Mm -hmm. it was just, and he, and he talks about it in the documentary about being a backpack rapper and just being, he just, he was more approachable for like a, a white guy in Spokane. Like his music was just a little bit more relatable to Mm -hmm. cause, cause he wasn't so, I put it to you this way: like, if you go to Slow Jams, what does he say? He goes, "Got a white skin friend, look <laughs> like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skin friend, look like Michael Jackson." Like he's funny, yeah, and he's, he's very and he's real and it's relatable. Yeah, very like, relatable. But that's cool. I just want to say that's cool that like you were in your mid twenties because <laughs> I was a fucking toddler. Like I was like twelve. I was gonna say if you're listening to Kanye West back when I was listening to Kanye West, you're like six years old. Dude, I was I was fucking little. And, but that's another thing. You remember how I was talking about exposure, like with mm. my family. Yeah, like the things that my family let me see. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was no filter. Yeah. So when hip hop was on the radio, I got it. But the it's funny because hip hop was a new world to me. Like I was. The Eminem show was what two thousand two, the Eminem yeah like that's so the, I mean before I mean his first his first Slim Shady LP was LP like ninety like ninety nine yeah yeah so I was listening to the Slim Shady LP two thousand mm. Eminem show came out in two thousand two I was listening to that I was fucking six five years old yeah. and yeah. I'm hearing you know. 
can't be your Superman, your Superman. Mm. Your, like I'm listening to very intense. Yeah. And my mind is like, to me, it's normal. Mm-hmm. So I'd go to school, you know, singing like, you know, out of all the many fish in the sea, it would be so empty without me. You know, like right, I'd be yeah. quoting shit. That's just inappropriate for kids. Yeah, but I, you know, I was just exposed to it. So Kanye was nothing new to me. Like when mm. when I when I heard his music, I was like, this guy is amazing. But he was also very funny, and he was very gory. Like you know, not gory, but he was very inappropriate. Yes, and um, I I loved it. And just to know, because I I think about how I hear music now at twenty eight. I can only imagine how it was for you guys because this was pre cell phone. Right, you know, like when y'all yeah. heard a song, you didn't just get to get up and share it. Oh my god, yeah, you didn't. You didn't get to like every Friday. I will be on my phone at nine o'clock at night, seeing what new stuff drops, and I'll and if a new album drops, I'll listen to it. Um, I need to do that, and like I, that's when I like I get all my, I get find out all the music's coming out on Friday. I don't like, and I don't really spoil myself by like finding out what is coming out. I just kind of surprise myself every like tonight. Today is a Thursday. I'll get on my phone at nine o'clock and check and see what dropped. Um, but yeah, like when the Black album came out, I had like you had to go. I would go to Hastings. Which is, Hastings, <laughs> which is is an ancient artifact yeah, defunct uh i don't even know it was like a video store music store all in one bookstore and uh, i would go there and i would every tuesday because that's when albums used to release and i would get there at the doors open and i'd buy whatever new albums were coming out that week so it was like you i remember do that i remember going and buying the black album um Michael Jackson's uh, what was Michael? His like one of his last, last albums, albums. Yeah, like I know what uh, you're about. it had like Chris Tucker on it. Um, yeah, that's but, you, you rock my world. Yeah, you rock my. But like, there's like a my world. 2002. Like when I got my car in 2001, because I didn't start driving until I was like 17. I uh, once I got my car, like I just would go and buy new albums whenever. I'd skip first period, go buy and go buy whatever's new and. Listen you to real it. for that. You know yeah. how many artists appreciate people like you. I'm I I loved music. I mean, I love music still. I wish mm. I wish that still existed in a, a sense. Like it's I guess Friday nights are my or Thursday nights are kind of the new way of doing it. But like mm. I can't remember the last time I bought an album. Actually, like, I know the last time I bought an album. I bought Donda. Oh, you actually I bought, bought Donda, Donda because yeah. Kanye threatened that he was gonna take it off. Oh yeah he, he, yeah, he was like threatening. I'm gonna, I'm pulling it because they didn't release it the way I wanted them to release it. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy the album so I can download it, and then Kanye can't take it away from me. <laughs> I think it's all a ploy. Yeah, I it's all he, ploy. Yeah, that, like, that, that, that's why. I, he, I bet he sold a bunch of albums because of it. Yeah. Um, but Donda was good. Um, I love Donda. I think it was a spiritual awakening album. Yeah, I think I think that's an album that. I put it to you this way. When I first heard it, I was do, doing yard work. I was cutting mm-hmm. my lawn. I had my, my AirPods in, and I was listening to the whole record. But the whole time, I just couldn't help but think, man, I need to pray for Kanye. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine what he is feeling. Like, oh. I would never... See, that's another thing. People be mad at celebrities. I'm like, you know they're people, right? The dude's going through a fucking divorce. He's, yeah. like, he's lost, like, a lot of his life. He doesn't get to see his kids as much as he wants to see them. He doesn't particularly appreciate the... Public publicity between his wife and her new boyfriend. Like right. I get, I get all of it. I mean, you know, I do wish it was some of it was more less public. I mean, I, I imagine they all do or some of them do, but yeah, I mean, he's going through shit. Like everyone goes through shit and Kanye just, 
has a different way of expressing it. And whether people like it or not, like Kanye is one of the greatest artists of our generation. Agreed. Like he will go down as like, yeah, he'll go down as one of the greatest musicians in, in our generation easily. Do Um, Do you have a favorite clip of Kanye? Like a favorite thing he says? Like just on. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not a quotable guy. I. My. I. I this is a funny thing. My favorite track of Kanye is Workout Plan. Like, Dude, Workout Plan. I. That song comes on when I'm running. I am running my fucking ass oh, off. That's so funny. I, uh, I. I did a song called Gym Love, <laughs> and my buddy Byron goes, "I thought Workout. I thought Workout Plan inspired you to write this song." And I was like, "No, I had never heard Workout Plan." Mm. And then I heard workout plan and I was like, this makes fucking sense. I yeah. can see why it would remind him of that. But now like I can totally see why yeah. that song fucking makes you want to go. go makes you, I mean, it's not, it makes you want to fucking go. It's kind of disparaging to women, but it's, it's a good song. Hip-hop, it's a fun song. Hip hop is it's disparaging, disparaging to women. <laughs> right. uh, there, but there's also a, like my twisted dark fantasy. Like there's a secret track on the end. I don't think it's that secret, but it's him, Beyonce, um, oh, another rapper. And it's a really, it's, the music he just makes is great, and I've loved everything. Like he got me on the chance when he featured Chance on uh, Ultralight. Oh yeah, like and dude, I was listening to Ultralight yesterday. Yeah, I, like, listened, I had it on repeat for like four, five, five, six times. I listened to that when that album came out. I listened to it for an entire week, front to back, like all the time. I listen to it all the time. Still, like I think the Life of Pablo is a mm. very slept on record yeah. of of his discography. People are always like, "Man, you know the graduation and college dropout," and I'm like, "Bro, the Life of Pablo, that album's fucking awesome. Like, it's literally great from start to finish." Yeah, I love the whole. Record. I hated. I mean, and the funny thing is, like, I hated 808s. I hated uses uh, when they came out. I go back and listen to them now. They're great. They're amazing. Yeezus like, will always be my favorite Kanye. Like black black skinhead. Black skinhead. <laughs> that gives me chills to think. Like, yeah, Kanye's like yeah. He's, as much as all this shit he does, like and I like I will always love Kanye. He will always Same. like Drake's great, and I understand why like yeah. the younger millennials love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just will never have that. Like college dropout was just like, it was, I was working as a busser, not a busser. I was working in a kitchen at Red Robin here in Spokane and college dropout came out and we just played in the back all the time and through the wire, slow jams. I mean, all, all falls down. Like he got me on Talib Kweli, like in quality control is one of the, it's an amazing hip hop album. Yeah. Like one of the best. Um, So like he just opened up my mind to so much hip hop when I was younger. Like it just got me onto so much new stuff. And it's like what shaped me as a kind of like a, a hip hop head, I guess you would say. But I, um, I always kind of keep that close to my chest because I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I always feel kind of like I'm appropriating someone else's culture and i don't like doing that no man (laughs) and this is unfair like and i'm gonna you know you can call me out for this this is unfair i think it's i think it's bullshit that somebody has something that makes them feel good like like for instance i love james brown Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know um i love the rat pack i love um sammy davis jr i love all these people Mm. and i'm not i'm not I'm not African American. Right. But that music, since I can remember, 
has rattled my soul. Mm. Like I'd listen to country music. I mean, country is my favorite genre. Let me clear the air. Oh, wow. country, country music is my favorite genre of music. I love country. I write country. I don't play it for anybody because that's for me. Mm-hmm. But like when I hear a woman or a male, black or white, wail like mm. like like African American artists do, like they're like yeah, like when I get that, mm. that hits me and. If you tell me that you can't do that or you can't, you can all the way go fuck yourself because that has rattled mm. me in the best way. Yeah. Like I remember they were trying to drown Bruno Mars for oh, appropriation. God. They were mm. like, Bruno's appropriate. I was like, Bruno Mars is black. I think he's like Filipino and I don't know what he is, but he's an Islander yeah. and I'm pretty sure he has some black in him and they're just trying to, ru- I'm like, dude. He literally gives homage to all the greats at every award mm. show. And, and it's like, I if you're one of those people that shoots people down for having something that makes them feel alive, mm. I'm just going to tell you, go fuck yourself. Go yeah. fuck yourself. And you can say whatever you want about John motherfucking Ward. But I am that motherfucker who's going to tell you, if the music rattles my soul, mm. I have every right to stand on that. So I'm just protecting oh, you there. I, I because, that. like... Kanye and Drake and J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar and fucking Biggie Smalls, Tupac, uh, Dre, all these people, Eminem, they have all hit everybody in a certain way. Mm. Yeah. And who are you to take that away from somebody? That's so fucked up, man. I don't think anyone's ever tried to take it away from me. It's just more of me being... I think I try, I'm highly I'm a highly sensitive, but the person, world around you I, makes it makes you feel yeah, guilty, that's and true. that sucks. Yeah. I I hate that, you yeah. know. But uh, I know we went on a rant. Uh, no, yeah. but, but you know what? I, this actually gets us to a good spot. Um, welcome to Spokecast Breaking Patterns. I'm Brennan. I'm here with John. We're back. Um, we're here to recap February um, mm-hmm. of how things have been going. But like music, I mean association, just in general, is just like what you're going through in your life. Like will always be. Like something that comes out today will be something that will remember remind you of this time, mm-hmm. um, and and music's so cathartic and so healing and so so many things. Obviously, like I, I mean, I'm constantly listening to music when I'm running. I've actually gone more of on a streak recently of like I don't really listen to podcasts anymore because I'm just listening to to music because it just makes me feel so much better when I'm running. Right. Um, what yeah. music brings you back to when you and Abby first met? Um, Justin Timberlake, um, the future sex love. No, no, no. Justified. Justified. Yeah. Justified yeah. was a big, like that came out like around, right around that time. Jack Johnson, um, his first album, Brushfire Fairy Tales was like, like big, it, yeah. it was like, I was listening to that album when we first met. Is that the one with flake or is that it's the flake? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, um, it has a couple other. Good, I know she knows yeah. it's not right. And I've seen probably Jack Johnson like I mean I think five times. In, that's, see, that's amazing. <laughs> in concert, and we we always go see him at the Gorge. But yeah, that I mean Jack Johnson really reminds me of my early time with my my wife. We actually have there's an early song that really reminds me of my early time with my wife was um, the Gap Band. You dropped a bomb on Mommy, me. Yep. I was singing this in a car with my wife, and uh, I was just, we didn't have the radio or anything. It was just like I was just you dropped a bomb on me, and Baby. she's like. What are you singing? I'm like, you dropped a bomb on me. And I'm like, she's like, that's not a song. And I'm like, you want to bet? I guarantee it's a, I guarantee, damn it's a song. But this is like 2002. Um, this, we don't have internet on our phones. I'm just singing in the car. We're going camping. I can't prove to her the song exists. Uh, and then like, 
Oh, probably a week later, I got on Napster uh-huh. or whatever, hey, file, whatever, whatever, file, whatever file sharing program I was using at the time, and uh, <laughs> I found it because I didn't even know who sang it. I was just like, I didn't know it was a Gap band, but I, yeah. I found it, and uh, that's that reminded. We have an out. We have a. We got married in two thousand five, and we did like a mix tape or mix CD, and like gave it to all, everyone that came, and I, someone actually gave us one that they got at our wedding back. Like a couple of like like a month like a couple months ago. Wow! And I don't have a CD player. <laughs> I need to find a CD player. I have it on my. I have the actual playlist on my on Apple. But uh, it's I think the only place you have is your car. Go, going through it now though is just like it's really funny looking at those stuff I put on there. Like you're beautiful by James Blunt. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like it's is, true. Which is about him being in love with weed. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, like music's just in. I'm trying to think of what's coming out now that will remind me of today, but like get, I listen to everything, all new stuff that comes out, but like nothing's like really like hit me right now. Like I mean, BTS, I love BTS. And that's, mm. that will probably be my re- reflection of these, these times. Uh, of these times, especially like COVID. Um, mm. They really brought me a lot of joy during COVID, like watching a lot of BTS music videos, dancing, um, going to see them in concert. And there's not much that, I mean, there, I just want, I want more good music all the time. I want, yeah, I want classics too. every week me and too. we don't always get classics. And I do my best, like as an artist, you know, I do my best to make songs that are, that are vintage and classic. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I try to, cause I don't just write it up and send it. And I'm like, all right, post it. You know, like, no, I, I take my time yeah. with these tracks. People are always like, when's the album? I'm like, well, I mean, you ain't really going to get an album. Not, not yet. Because do albums exist anymore? Not really. It just seems like a single run now. Yeah. And if you're doing an album, there's a high expectation on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's big expectations. Like people say Certified Lover Boy was not that great. Dude, I listen to Certified Lover Boy probably once a day. Mm. I love fucking that album. Yeah. I love it because it, it, it's got hooks in it. Me, I'm all about the hook. Mm. You can talk, yada, yada, yada. But then you got a hook that just is a melody that you can say over and over again. I, I, I'm with that. Yeah. Um, but when I think back to those times early, Jack Johnson was in between dreams. Yeah. Yeah. That, that album right there was like my go around that time, like early years. I remember being like, who's this guy playing the guitar saying, I've been sitting, waiting, wishing you <laughs> believed in superstition. Yeah. It's a country music in a sense. Like music. Folk, that folk music. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love that album. Uh, um, oh, I just love Jack Johnson. Clearly, yeah. Clearly, he's, yeah. he's fun. Uh, it's, it's March. What is it? March something. March 10th. We recapped January last month, obviously. Mm-hmm. How's it going, dude? How's it? How's your, fe- how was your February? Man, my February was busy. It was busy. I did a lot of stuff in February. I'm trying to think like right off the top. So obviously, you know, I'm very involved with the community, man. I do a lot of stuff. So just to kind of quick recap it. So, you know, I'm a church goer mm. twice a month, big time. I'm a skater. I go roller skating three times a week. I ballroom dance. I go mm. ballroom dancing twice a week. I, oh, I joined a new bicycle club. Oh, I saw that. that. Yeah. That's March. You know, that's March. So let me keep it. <laughs> um, I have this podcast and I get to see your beautiful face. And um, what else? I do music. I started a band. Um, it was very busy. I think the highlight of my month was my show. I had a show on, mm. I'm trying to remember what day it was. Was it the 10th? No, it was like February. No, it was later. It was like February 20th. Oh, it? yeah, that's right. It was the 20th. Yeah, 20, like, I feel like it was the 28th. No. I don't it was know. earlier. I think it was like 20th, 22nd. Yeah. Um, 
But you did that. That was at the Magic Lantern. Yeah, man. Yeah. Shout out to Magic Lantern, a local local theater here right off Main, right across the street from Zola's if you're ever looking to go see him. See a flick with your lady or your man. Uh, go check out the Magic Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, the Live From Somewhere guys, shout out to John Kurtz and Ryan Stocks. Those guys are awesome, what they're doing for creators in uh, the community. I just I can appreciate them. And they reached out to me, and they asked, hey, man, we'd love for you to come out and perform at Snacks at Midnight. Shout out to Snacks at Midnight. Love those guys. Mm. Um, and I threw together a set that I think was just... Um, it was just a really wide spectrum of all my things I do. Like it was a three part set and an emotional roller coaster that I brought everybody on. I wanted to give everybody a side of me. Mm. And um it was cool because like again, I ain't shit. Like no one knows who I am. Um, but one of these days They're gonna know. You know, I, I certainly hope so, you know. Like, um but at the same time, I'm I, I've been in spoke Spokane long enough to know and understand that it's not just about me. I, I really want to give people um, a platform and I want people to feel loved and accepted um, because I think that's what we don't feel right now. You know, even going to networking nights, it's good to see a lot of people, but you can sense that there's some discomfort there. I want us all to be accepting of like, oh man, that's so-and-so. He makes beats or that's so-and-so. He does this. And like, we're all friends and family. Yeah. Like, obviously you can't, the ego is ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody's ego is crazy. But overall, based off February's networking, based off of February's activities, everything that I got into, I slowly understood that, you know, this wasn't so much about me. And when I was smoking pot all the time, like literally every day, two, three blunts every night, just fucking blazed out of my head. Mm. It was me, 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 me. I'm selfish. And I was always thinking about the next blunt. I was always thinking about the next high. I was always thinking about the next, you know, drink if I was out drinking. I was Mm. thinking about how can I make this more about me? I got to stop making it about me. So February just kind of sealed the deal of like, hey, man, why don't you take, you know, the back seat and just help in any way you can. Like, Mm. be a helping hand to people. So that's kind of what I gained from February. And I love it. Like, it was busy. Um, I'll admit, admittedly, I've come close to almost breaking Mm. my celibacy thing. Um, you know, like I downloaded Tinder again because I was like, man, I just want to get my dick wet. But I was like, no, John, no, no. So I deleted it and um, I stepped back and it's tough, man. I think that's the redefining love is, is, a, is a tough venture for me. It's almost like it's the hardest part, like weed, sugar. Oh, yeah, I started keto. Yeah. Um, so I let go of sugar and processed foods. Mm. Like I just was like, I'm eating chicken and vegetables. That's it. Mm. And I feel great. I'm a little tired today, but I, I I feel great. And so that was my that was my February. How about you? How was your February? <laughs> my February was man. I gotta like. I feel like I gotta pull up a calendar. My February was bananas. Bananas. My I feel like my entire my entire life. My I feel like this entire last like six months has just been a blur. Like I saw I I had a picture come up, um, where I, it was a post where I had was posting about moving into my new studio um and when i'm talking about moving in my new studio i'm talking about moving into my the one at at at, at fellow so i was moving so i I saw this post december 14th i was really excited about moving into this new space of like where my new studio was going to be well i'm now it's now march 10th and i'm now (laughs) in my new studio my newer newer studio and so like what i was excited about in december like I was 
I was there. I was like getting into my own space and now I'm in my own permanent space and it's just been a blur. I've had so much come up and like so many projects and so many meetings and just so many podcasts. Like it's just been, it's been a plethora of just like blessings for lack of better terms. And, uh, I just can't believe where I'm at right now. And it's, it's stressful, but it's also very like motivating, like makes me just want to always work. Um, and because it's fun, like I'm doing what I love. Like I don't, I don't, I I really, really enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives me the opportunity to do stuff like this. Like I don't, not every podcast I do is, you know, making me tons of money and I'm not making tons of money anyways, but like I get to do what I want to do because I, I have it all right here. Like I, if I have a, an hour, a couple a day, like I can make this available to people who want to use it or I can, uh, and do podcasts that I want to help produce. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that part of it's really fun. I, I have some projects that I still need to like really follow up on. Um, in February I commit, committed to creating a scholarship for my, um, alma mater, um, at Mount Spokane, I want to make a scholarship for, um, a graduating senior and, uh, and, but around that is going to be another podcast, uh, called Mount Spokast. I went to Mount Spokane here in, here in Spokane. And I want to interview past like, um, people I went to high school with. And so so I'm celebrating my 20th reunion this year and I want to interview people that, or still in Spokane, or not even still in Spokane, just people from my class that did really cool things. And around that, I want to raise money for this scholarship for right. a graduating senior and, you know, you know, help them out and give back. And uh, I actually found out meeting with the school, I'll be the first alumni to ever start a scholarship for my school. And I was just like, that can't be right. Uh, I I was just like, I feel like that should, that should have happened by now, but this guy's Superman. Cool to be the, that's so amazing. Cool. Cool to be the first. I I still need to like officially announce that I haven't actually told anyone about it. Um, congrats to you, by the way. Thank you. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. This is really cool. You're going to inspire some fucking kid and he's just going to be like, no, what? Like, yeah. yeah, I hope so. And I, yeah, I hope I, I want to do some. I can just th- tell you, I know so. I, I always, you know, my goal for Spokast and doing all this is always to kind of give back to the community, not kind of, but to give back to the community. Um, you know, it's why I try to keep my, my rates affordable. That's why I try to, you know, make myself available for people who maybe can't afford doing a podcast um, mm-hmm. to do their podcast if they, you know, want to do one. And so that's great. The breaking patterns part of my February, well, it was awful. Uh, and I, uh, I, I don't. I shouldn't say I slipped. I haven't slipped at all. Like, um, in terms, I, I, t- I think I've talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I, you know, I tried to commit to not drinking in 2022, and I quickly realized that that was just difficult. And, and then I realized. Is it difficult because I have a drinking problem or is it difficult because I'm trying to do something that maybe I don't want to do don't want to do because you don't abuse it like a lot of people do. Exactly. And so I started, you know, for lack of better terms, like and I've said this a lot that that, I've said that a lot today. I started, you know, having a martini once in a while, like maybe a couple times a week. And so I'd have a martini with my wife like we'd sit at our 
island in our kitchen and like have a conversation, drink a martini. And it like, it made me feel like connected with my wife and just made me feel, you know, like release a little bit of stress. Like it's for what drinking does do that. Like it makes you, it relaxes. But you have it with your wife. But I have it with my wife and like, and, and it's only one a night. And so I think the dangerous place that I would used to get to was that I would have one and then that would turn into two or turn into another drink and then another drink. Um, and I was also playing, playing with like trying smoking or edibles, um, cannabis. And that's not something that you in like, not that you don't enjoy, but you do, there's no set factor on where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Like I can never predict like what I'm going to feel like when I smoke or when I have an edible, like I had an edible right. in February and it made me like super anxious and made me think that everyone was like judging me and it made me just took me to a really bad place. And I was just like, this isn't, this me. isn't what I want. This isn't like, me. I'd rather have a cocktail. If I want to like, I'd rather have a cocktail and have a little buzz than to feel like what I'm feeling like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I've gotten to a better spot with alcohol where I have, I can have them, you know, a drink and, and it actually does affect me. Like it doesn't, like I don't need to have 10 of them mm-hmm. or five of them to make myself feel like I'm like, a, but like, like kind of buzz. I think it's the recognition. I think you, yeah. you, you've gotten to a point where you're, um, you've examined like there is a deep end, but yeah, I enjoy just, you know, floating and, and chilling in the shallow and just <laughs> having a drink. And I think what I admire most is, you know, you're married and you have kids. And you can have a drink with your wife and, and mm. like, Hey babe, today kicked my ass. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, sweetheart. Same. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. like that's, that's amazing to me. Yeah. And so just know, and cause like, this is the funny part is, um, you're not the only one. I've had a couple friends who try to do this with me. This sobriety year, mm. like over the weekend, my buddy Jacob, he came to me on, um, <laughs> on Sunday and he was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, for what? And he goes, I smoked, man. <laughs> we went to Portland for the skate party and I, I smoked some weed, but I don't feel any urge to do it again. Like it, it's almost like he was trying to like, as if I was going to be like disappointed. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit everybody that tried to join me on this has, you know, they, they didn't go, but I don't look at them any different. Right. Because they're my best friends. Like, I fucking love you, dude. Like, I want you to know right here, right now, I love you. I'm proud of you. You know who you are. You know what you're trying to do. And that's, like, amazing to me. Like, that's amazing to me. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Part of me is like, if I went to that skate party, I might have smoked too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might have hit the little doobie. But by the grace of God and my willingness to really want to understand why I'm so fucked up in the head, I'm just letting it all go. You know, I, I yeah, I pre I, I I think you when you do something with someone and you kind of and you don't and it changes. Like I just think you feel like you've let someone down, and I think people need to realize like that's a that's a it's a narcissistic way of thinking as well. Like mm-hmm. like okay. because of my choice, I now have affected someone else's like well being. That that's people. That's someone. That's me thinking really highly of myself that what I do affects like it affects John completely. And like, that's not true. Cause like you're going through your own shit and like, because I have a drink doesn't mean 
that's affecting you. Like you're mm-hmm. still going through your own stuff. And like, I know that you're not, you know, that's not what you're thinking about in the back of your head. Like you're, you have your own demons to deal with. And so I need to get out of my own way of thinking of like that. What I'm doing is affecting anyone. I mean, I'm sure it, it doesn't on some scale, but like I just need to worry about myself. Right? <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah. Because like, I'm just to tell you, man, I mean, this is so funny. Next time you're having moments, like if you're at work and you're thinking about something from two weeks ago or a conversation, do they pay your bills? Do they have anything to do with your your marriage? Do they have anything to do with your kids? Mm. Do they have anything to do with your personal life? They're good friends, but don't put all this weight on yourself. Right? It's it's it's, it's unnecessary, and you know yourself well enough. And I'll admit. There are times where you have to shake somebody who doesn't know, who claims they know. Mm. And I've done that before where like I've had a friend rationalize to me, you know, like, but this is my only thing. And I've had to tell them like, dog, I love you. And I know that you think, you know, this, but no, you have a fucking problem. And, Mm. you know, this is never going to change. And then, yo, it will change. But in my head, you know, like it won't change if you, you know, we have to call each other out on those kind of things. Yeah, for sure. But like I'm gonna just tell you 100% Brennan when you asked me to do this podcast man I was like I feel wanted (laughs) like because I don't feel wanted at all ever Mm. in my life Mm. all I ever wanted for my parents was to feel wanted and I never got that because of that when I, I never asked for help dude I'll be pinching pennies you know like I can't afford this coffee but I pinch it anyway because I know I could die tomorrow and I'm like fuck it I'm gonna do this Mm. and so like to feel wanted and the best thing I can do is give that friend back the honesty they deserve. Like, mm. hey, man, you're you, you know you're on a bad path, or you're not doing. Yeah, anything. for sure. So February, I feel like it was educational for you. Like, oh yeah, and, for- and also just congrats, bro. Like, look at all the <laughs> shit you've fucking done, and that's why I'm honored to be here with you. And the fact that you even considered me, like, I just remember being in bed, like, smiling and geeking, yeah. like, wow, Brandon thought of me. Wow, that's so sweet because I'm a piece <laughs> of shit, you know. No, that's not true. I mean, I don't think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I think. I, I mean, I like I said, I've I saw something in you a year ago when we when you came in and did a podcast with um an, another podcast, and uh, and I was like, I, I, I was like, this guy needs a he needed a podcast then, <laughs> and like you need a you need to have a place to like talk about it, and like. I, yeah, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm always like, I, I think my big thing is like, I really, in this last six months, I've just made so many good friends that like came out of nowhere, like where, because I've actually put myself out there more, like, and I've actually like, or I've realized like some of the friends I did have, you know, aren't the best friends or, and that, you know, like, and I, and I just wanted to wanted to change who, who I'm hanging with, hanging out with and like, and hanging out with better people or hanging out with different, different people. And this kind of really meeting, opening myself more to my community and to new people and to the, the ability to love more. Like I have Mm -hmm. always been very loving, but I've always, um, it was always for a certain amount of people. Like it was never for like just everyone. And I realized like, as I've, you know, grown in this community and I love this community. Like I want to love more of the people in it. And like, it's why I'm so 
why I just I, when I want to help people make their make their stuff like and get a voice out there because everyone deserves that opportunity like right. and and I and I and I have no like and, and I I've, I feel like I have no ulterior motives like I just want to help people be out here and like I I wish it would there I not wish but I wish I sometimes feel like I think people have think I have ulterior motives but like really it's it's all about love it's all about just being able to give back and you know if someone was a someone would have been helping me when I was 28 like it would have made meant the world to me like mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't have that and I just want to be able to you know give my give my love to like everyone and mm-hmm. like and I think that I think what's happened to me in the last year is a reflection of that like yeah. if i was a piece of shit <laughs> like people <me>. people would have <laughs> people would have left me at speak and they wouldn't have came with me to spokecast and right. uh and and i i hope i do i'm hope i people realize that i i do this all for love so See, and, I, and i think you know all of this that's happening to you is a reflection of just all that you've given because have you ever, this is something I've thought about often. You know, those people that give, they give, 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 and they, they but they'll never receive. Mm. Yeah. Bear with me. When, when you are a giver, but you don't receive, mm-hmm. you're stopping somebody else who's a giver. Yeah. Mm. And that's selfish. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like it's easy for somebody to be like, "No, I got in." You know, like, "Hey,", hey, hey and then you never take. Mm. But like, when you never take when it's given, that person who's giving is just like you. Mm. And if anything, you not taking is kind of a selfish act. So like, give if you feel like you want to give, but when you get something, receive it with love and mm. gratitude. And even when it's a hard lesson, <laughs> just take it. Just take it because. You're selfish if you don't. I, I, I stand on that. Like, if you're getting something, a gift, criticism, whatever, if you don't take it because it's so-and-so, so-and-so, and I don't care mm. what they have to say, that's selfish, man. Yeah. There's a reason those things are said to you or something's being brought to you. Mm. And I think you, you give you get what you give. That's, uh, yeah. And and this is this is it. This is it. Well, I... I I I I I hope so. <laughs> oh man, yeah. like I, I love what you do, so, Brandon. I, I love I, I love yeah. you know it's funny as everybody's like, Oh, your podcast and I'm just like, Man, none of it would be even close if it wasn't for Brandon's hard work. That oh. dude busts his ass. Yeah. So Well I need you to be able to keep on doing what you're doing so you can <laughs> keep on talking about so we can but yeah, like but I, I I'm I'm so impressed by I'm just super impressed by your ability to like keep to keep to keep this going like because i it is it must be i can't ever imagine you know being in your position what that must be like giving up so much and you know and then people around you kind of feeling (laughs) like and but i i i admire that it makes me it, it makes me realize like what we're doing and what you're doing is really affecting change someone um someone just posted on Facebook yesterday saying that they had been and they podcast here that they had hadn't had a drink for three days. Wow. Um, and they had been someone that had drank 
every day for a really long time. And they, and they're not making any proclamations about like, I'm giving up drinking. I'm an alcoholic. They're just like, I'm taking a break. And, and I was thinking about that. I was just like, I don't, I'm not going to take any credit for that. Um, but the person who did it, like they do, they, I've talked to them about what I've been doing, what we've been doing. And I was like, I have a feeling just because we planted a tiny little seed in someone's mind, like we are affecting some type of change in people in our, in our community that are listening to this or that are even a proxy to it because someone heard us talk about it. Yeah. Because they don't, I was talking to my friend Karis about this just yesterday. I think, I think people don't understand that there's an option. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, long day. Let me get a drink. Yeah. Oh, long day. Let me get a smoke. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hold on. Are you doing this because, you know, you want to? Or is it because it's just habit? Like, it's mm. the thing that you do. Like, as a kid, you remember, I mean, this out was from my, my dad. My dad wasn't, he didn't come home and drink. He never did that. Mm. But in shows, dad come home and he'd have a beer. And he'd sit on the couch and he'd watch a show. Mm. And then one beer turned into two beers, three beers, four beers, five beers. And it was just this thing. And then mom would step outside to smoke a cigarette. Oh, what a day. And she'd smoke a cigarette. And it was just like, it was a habit. Yeah. It was kind of formed. And then you'd watch it, you know, on TV. And then you kind of have this. Because you remember being a teenager thinking, oh, when I'm an adult, I'm going to do this. All these shows and all these ways of living unconsciously programmed you to Mm. think. Friday night, we're going to the, the state line and we're going to have a beer and I'm going to dance with some beautiful gal or guy and we're just going to get drunk and, you know, it's going to be fun. So you have this preconceived idea. But, like, we don't know that there's an option mm. to say no, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, because there is an alternative. Like, why can't you just celebrate with just looking back at today and thinking, damn, yeah, it was a hard day, but I made it through that bitch. Wow. Mm. And then, you know, like, again, the, what'd you say? The, what's that word you used? The viscosity? Oh, viscosity. Viscosity of this. It's, it's kind of like the same. I had this ginger alcohol-free beer Mm. last week on the bike ride. Um, It was, uh, he goes, I don't drink, but here I drink these things. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, it's an alcohol-free ginger beer. Mm. And so I was like, I'm good. And then he was like, no, man, just try it though. Like take a sip of it. I was like, okay. So I took a sip and I was like. This shit's really fucking good. Mm. Like, it's really good. Yeah. But, like, I just, you know, you don't need alcohol per se. Yeah. Because I've had a mocktail for my photo shoot. Yeah. And that thing was delicious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, there is another option. Don't don't pollute yourself with the idea that you have to have it. But also, if you want it, fucking get it, dude. Like, just know your limits. And this is why I admire, again... I got to tell you, man, February, January, later into February, I was talking to my friend Melinda about this. I was like, I have such bad baby fever. Mm. I've got terrible baby fever right now. Like, I'm willing to just, girl, you know, I don't care if we get married. I just want a baby, you know? like. Mm. And then, like, I'm like, I want somebody to lay in bed with, and I want somebody to look at, and somebody to see me, and mm. somebody to love, and it just seems like everybody around me has it, and I'm just like good for you mm. like i admire it but I, like i'm getting emotional thinking about it. it's like will i ever get that mm. you know what i mean like will i ever get to that point 
And I, I express this to a lot of my friends and a lot of my closest friends are females. And I just, I try and tell them like, you are this precious gem. Mm. And as a man, I just want to lead the right way. And it feels like I'm just never going to be that thing. No matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I work, it's because I ne- it's hard to raise somebody when you've never been raised. Mm. You know? Yeah. And so I, I was just something I've been praying about and thinking about because, like, again, like, I look at you and I look at, you know, Cody. And I look at the, the men in my life who are in these positions of, of being a male role and I, I admire it. And I'm just like, I know it's tough and I know it looks like one thing on the outside and it's a completely different thing on the inside. Mm. But God damn it, I, I just I can imagine that the moments with your partner and your kids are so serene and... um God, I, I, I pray for you guys. Like, I admire the fuck out of y'all. Um, I, and so, February, I had a lot of mm. thoughts of, like, man, I'm 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 not alone, but I can feel lonely sometimes. Yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way, dude. Like, I, 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 I believe that there's someone out there for everyone. I, and I, but I, I can't sit here and say, like, when that's going to happen. Or <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so I, I always come from a really weird spot because I just, like, not a weird spot, but just being with Abby for so long and like celebrating our 20th. Like when people ask me about relationship advice, like it's always like, I've been so lucky to, and to to have had that for so long. Like, and, and I, and Abby was my first girlfriend too. So like in the first person I ever that's amazing. In love with like the first, like not the first person I ever kissed, but like, you know, like, but I, it's always difficult because it's so different for everyone. So many people go through so many people go through so many relationships that like, mm-hmm. you never know like which one's going to stick. And like, I got lucky and the first one stuck for now. Like, and I always tell people this, like, I mean, I think me and Abby will be together forever, but you know, I've seen a lot of relationships end after 30 years and, <laughs> yeah. and like, and I, and I want to be like, our relationship is great, but like, it's also like, it has its issues as well. Like it's never, it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Um, when you say like, is it serene? Like, you know, it's funny as I sitting on my serious putting my shoes this morning and I saw my twins on the couch. Like I think Ivy was on her, um, iPod and they were like watching something together and they were just like um they were just like siblings just sitting there like there's, there's brother and sister just sitting there like hanging out and like it that moment gave me like man that's adorable <laughs> like it's that makes me happy to like to be a father mm-hmm. like this um, is my life this yeah. is my life and this is their life and like and they just and like link he still gets up in the middle of the night and or he got up this morning at four o'clock and he like walks in our bedroom and some nights, some days I'm like, great, go back to bed, dude. Like go back to bed. Like, and he'll walk back to bed and he'll go back to bed. But this morning, like you could tell he just wanted to get in the bed with us. I'm just like, I'm only going to have this for so long. Like when he's 15 years old, he is not going to want to get in bed with his dad. And if if he did, it'd be like, go to bed, weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And so I think it's moments like those. Like I really, I, I try to appreciate, but it also reminds me of all the, like I have a, I 
one of the things I really need to break is my anger with my, with my twins. Like I, I get angry a lot, like on the littlest things, like Ivy dropped a, a water bottle yesterday and I just like, I just got really angry because yeah. Link had already spilt a bowl of cereal that morning. Oh, yeah. And like, and, and it is, I, and I just got so angry and yeah. I shouldn't and like, it's fucking milk. It's yeah. fucking water. Like yeah. it's clean it up with a towel. Like it's not a big deal. Like I don't need to like give them all this like stress because they spilt something and right. I just need to be more patient with them. But like, but it's moments when I step back and think about that. Like I just need to be more patient, but like at the same time, like, my kids get off the bus and they see me and they run to me and they smile and they, and I'm just like, I can't be doing too much bad and make and screwing them up because they still love seeing me. And I, even in my, some of my angry moments, they still like are really happy to see dad. And that makes me very happy. I can um, imagine how that feels, bro. Um, like, it's just so beautiful to me. Like um, when my friends, kids come in, I'm just like, and they see, like they connect like they're just like dad and you're just yeah. like oh it's beautiful but continue sorry oh no it, it in but i guess what i was getting at is it's like everyone's on a different you know path mm. and like i would say like also like really enjoy this time too yeah being by yeah. yourself because i mean when there is a moment when you aren't by yourself and you have kids and you have a wife a partner like the time that you you will look back on the time when you were alone and think that was also a really good time. Yeah, <laughs> like, cause yeah. I look back on like, while I still love my family and love being with them, I still crave time alone. Like I still crave those moments of complete silence, silence and being able to, to work as well. And so like, it's always, it is like a, it is a balance. Like there's always, you know, and, that's why I wrote that song specifically mm. and I called mm. it balance because mm. of the people around me. And like, I wrote that song specifically and I mm. used, you know, I had Mike feature on it because I was just like, he's a father. Mm. He's an artist. He's a working man. Yeah. And I can only imagine how like, uh, and tie this back to any spoken night. And again, like I haven't written a song about my own city, like where I'm from yet. Mm. And I wrote one about you guys mm. because y'all have shown me colors I'm forever grateful for this town and mm. the, and the, and the many men and women who bust their ass every day here. Yeah. Yeah. That's thank y'all Spokane. That's amazing. I love y'all. I need to, I need to listen. I need to go back and listen to bounce. I'll listen to it after this. Like I need yeah. to listen to bounce again. I've listened to it a couple times. Um, yeah. well, I've listened to multiple times. It's on, it's on my playlist when I run, mm. yeah, sweet. Sweet. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Oh man, this is great. Dude. Um, I love like, I, I hope you, everyone is listening and is enjoying this. Uh, it's always, Sometimes I feel like these can go like certain ways. I just feel like I always, even if it is just like a cathartic, <laughs> like let like this me and you just talking. This is always just so much fun, and I hope our listeners are really enjoying it as well. Um, before we end, we got to do it. Yeah, yeah. What do. are uh, three things you're grateful for, John? Oh man. One, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be in this new studio mm. with my good friend, Brendan. Um, I love you, dude. I love you. And I hope that, you know, my actions and my and my uh, and my constant contributions to whatever it is mm. that you need. And, you know, like, I hope that my actions can speak volumes for the words that I say. Um, I'm not. 
I'm not a talker. I'm very <laughs> much a go getter. I, 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 I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, mm. you see I'm always out and about. Like today, I got ballroom, I got to practice, and then I think there's a bike ride tonight. There's a lot of stuff I, I'm trying to do, mm. and I. I love you and I'm proud of you and I see you mm. and just know that you're in my prayers and you know, I just, I'm grateful for you, man. Yeah. I'm grateful. For, I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being the host networker. Um, the footman of a lot of stuff that is happening for the many folks you get to help. You mm. are a gift. And um, if you ever feel like there's a day where you're not, call me because I will remind the <laughs> fuck out of you that you are just one of the most incredible people I've had the luxury of knowing. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate um, that. Two, I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my willingness and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've come close to breaking my celibacy thing because this is probably the longest I've gone without intimacy. Man, I'm not, admittedly like I love. I love pleasure. Mm. I love it. And um it's a it's a it's a foul habit of mine. Um but it's been five months, I think six months now. And I'm grateful that I can be disciplined. No alcohol, no weed, no sugar, no sex. All of it. Like I've just I'm cleaning myself out. Mm. And um call me crazy, but at least you call me. Mm. Um <laughs> three I'm just grateful for the moment like this. Mm. Like we're here. Look like I'm filling the microphone right now. <laughs> filling it up like it's a beautiful woman. <laughs> I'm grateful for this moment. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw this girl at the skating rink and she was like staring off and zoning out. Mm. And her name's uh, Grace. She's she's a sweetheart. And I like snapped her. I was like, hey, 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 hey. What are you thinking about? Get out of there. Get out of there. Mm. And she was just like, I just got so much on my mind. And I was like, yeah, but you're right here right now. Hmm. Worry about it when you get to it. But right now, just, you know, hey. Yeah. God, what a reminder to just, if you're in, you know, take this thing with you. I heard it from Tony Robbins. But if you're in your head, you're dead. Hmm. If you're in your head, you're dead. You're not living. Uh, busy hands. Keep busy hands. The moment you feel like you're overthinking, go do laundry. Go wash the dishes. Mm. Go into the yard and, you know, rake some leaves, wear a jacket because it's cold. But do something. Yeah. Get out of your fucking head. It's not the, in your thoughts aren't you. Those are your ego. And there is so much more to you. There's more in what you do than what you think. So get out of your head. I'm grateful for the present moment. Mm. And I love that I get to enjoy it with you. Like I'm here with you. Yeah. So. I got to say the same thing, too. I'm so grateful for you. Like, I I had a podcast cancel on me and for today and this morning. I usually do a podcast at 7.30 on Thursday mornings um, every other week. And and I was like, and I could have, and I if I didn't want to do this, I would have, that's not true. If I if I didn't want to do this, though, I wouldn't have texted you last night and be like, hey, let's do our podcast now because I know that like this is what you wanted. Like, I knew we needed to get this to get the show done and I couldn't find time to do it just because of how kind of crazy my schedule is. Mm -hmm. But I'm so grateful that like you were willing to just come here and, and like, like probably get out, get out of bed a little earlier than you would have. And that 
you said yes to this because it, it always makes my day when I get to sit here in the in the and talk to you about what's going on in our lives and does even to shoot the shit a little bit like it just makes me makes me invigorated for you know the rest of the day and just makes me realize like what I'm doing like is I'm doing the right things mm-hmm. and and so I'm grateful for just you saying yes <laughs> like if I I could just I could have just not done this podcast not at all like even back in December when I brought it up to you because like I don't need another podcast to produce (laughs) but it's a lot of work it's it's work and but it's it's fun work and it's and it and it does bring a lot of meaning to me to be able to come and have these conversations with you it means so much to me that you know you take your time and that and you're so willing to you know share the the share the share it with everyone too like it's amazing and i appreciate i appreciate you what else am i grateful for you know i am grateful for this podcasting table. Uh, I was, I was, uh, just going to go buy some crappy expensive table from some like furniture store. And I was just like, you know what? I need to do some more research and find something that's a little cheaper or something that's a little bit can work for what I need. And this just came up on Facebook and marketplace. Yeah. Facebook marketplace. And I was like, I need a circle table. I need something I can put holes in. So I'm going to find something old. And this kid, I don't know how you call him kid. He, I don't know how old he was. Um, he is a, he's in construction and he basically, um, his, they get these spools and it's spools of wire or some, some type of wire. Um, and they were just throwing these tables away and he's just like, Oh no, I'll take it. And so he took this table and he bought some legs for it and he cut it up and he made these, he has a bunch of them in his, garage and he's making a bunch of these tables and it has perfect holes for my my mic stands for the cables to go through for it all and i was just like this is a reason that i did not buy that table and that i looked on facebook right i would not have uh i would not have found this table otherwise and i'd probably be stuck with something that i didn't really want now i get to have this really cool table and that actually kind of has a story to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no story behind buying a table at Furniture Row. <laughs> and when did you When did you buy this? I bought one? this on Monday. And have you done any podcast on it yet? I've done. This is my second. So that's amazing. So You've already you're already off to a great. Oh, uh, and it's going to become a sticker table. I have all these stickers in here, um, and I want to have people put like bring their stickers and put their wherever they want to put on the table, and then I wanted to fill this up with a ton of stickers. Um, this showing like everyone that's used it and, and just how much love it had. And, uh, and then someday once I'm not using it anymore, I have a different table. I'm going to put this somewhere in my house or in my new studio somewhere or wherever it's always going to be with me. So, um, I love it. I'm a, I, that's what I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this podcasting table. And then, you know, I'm grateful for my community, my, the art community here. I mm. got home last night and I had this envelope this kind of hard envelope from terrain terrain's a a local art gallery here in spokane and they rely on donations to mm-hmm. to to exist um and they and they sent out all this they sent out this screen print i'll post it on my um instagram but they sent out this screen print that says we all build this and that's one of their um sayings i mean that's oh, wow. a, like their hashtag we all build this um Amazing. yeah and uh 
and they sent me this nice letter that said, thank you so much for your support during COVID. Um, you know, thank you for what you've done in this community. And here's a, a little gift from us to show our appreciation for, you know, your support and our, um, and what we're doing. And I got this, this amazing piece of art, um, that I'm going to frame and I'll probably put it in here. And, and I just love my, I just so grateful for this community of, of um, this amazing people. And the more and more amazing people that I meet every day, um, our art community is just, it's flourishing and it's just, it's becoming such more of a community than it used to be. Like it used to be like, you're talking about like, there it can get cagey between mm-hmm. artists, right. you know, and right. I think the artists we're we're coming through COVID and we're realizing we can do this. We do this, we do this together. Like yeah. we're not we're not better on an island. We're better, you know, together. And uh, hey, Jack Johnson. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I I just I'm so grateful. I wouldn't be where I'm at without this community of amazing people. Um, and. And terrain's going right downstairs. Um, wow! So <laughs> their their new their new art gallery is going to be right below this where I podcast at. Um, That's so cool. So yeah, it's what we're building here in Spokane is going to be around for years to come, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. So I I appreciate every one of you listeners for listening. Uh, you, John, I don't know. I have so my heart is just. Full. I mm-hmm. hate that term too, but I, <laughs> I, when you, I get, I'm like, I've told Abby, like my, I, my mentality, I used to be such a fucking sarcastic person. I still have some sarcasm every once in a while, but like I've become so much more happy and so much more like you can see it on my Instagram. Like I'm always just like, like I'm posting really happy things of like what's going on. And like for a lot of my friends that knew me before all this, they're like, I feel like they're like, where did this come from? Because Brennan's never been this like happy and like lovey. And I've always been a little bit like angry at everything. (laughs) And I realized that it's a terrible way to live. Um, I still have my sarcasm. Um, I'm never going to lose that, but like, I'm just so much more like, I just saying shit. Like my heart's full. I hate when people say that, Mm -hmm. but like, it's the only way to describe how I feel. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't even, yeah, I don't know how to end this podcast. I, 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 can I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I have a recommendation. Here's my song, Balance. I hope you enjoy it. Uh. <laughs> what up, Spokane? Uh. Uh. Yeah. And real talks, I was getting paid Boy, you leave the house, love yourself today God's love is always open for you to move through All the bullshit that's pulled you, uh From the moments of love, need that clarity I acknowledge that there's a balance in every day Feeling good in the moments to wake up to A disarray, roll another paving away. Yeah, it's a new route, could take a little bit longer Dark nights done, made the kid fucking stronger Wish you wells from the little hells of my life thought they brought me light i'm they shine bright and they night ain't that about a bitch fuck about a job laid off picked up double shot other schnapps on the south hill cody brought the zales just the revelations and he spoke can small thrills uh 
Kissing me is only wasted time Loving me is trusting that you know I'm doing fine I've been away, just know I'm human and I need some time I got some love for the tribe, know they are my life, yeah Get it right, it's only temporary Most nights love, no you're not gonna hear from me Out of sight, out of mind Breathing, baby, man, we doing fine Get it right, it's only temporary Most nights love, no you're not gonna hear from me Out of sight, out of mind Breathing, baby, man, we doing fine Gonna take the time that it takes I wake up, lace up my shoes And put a smile on my face I kiss my daughters Then it's onward I skate That cake calling I gotta answer the call To make sure that you straight Darling, that I ain't falling From grace no more My faith, darling The moves that we calculate Late nights and them great mornings We paving away Ain't no progress If you stay in place So if that risk is worth Taking it ain't a mistake It's long hours though Coming home late You looking sour So it's looking like I'm sleeping on this couch alone Girl, I understand It's just some things That you can't understand Stand, but I'm an honest man trying to hustle and make this house a home And I know we've been through stormy waters on the open seas Our boat been broken pieces sinking deep as 20,000 leagues Your heart and soul is needed on this voyage if you down to dream We can make it through the worst, I'll do the work if you believe I Get it right, it's only temporary Most nights love, now you're not gonna hear from me Out of sight, out of mind Breathing, baby, man, we doing fine Get it right, it's only temporary Nights love, now you're not gonna hear from me. Out of sight, out of mind. Breathing, baby, man, we doing fine. Get it right, it's only temporary. Most nights love, now you're not gonna hear from me. Out of sight, out of mind. Breathing, baby, man, we doing fine. Yeah, it's all temporary. You know it is. This one's for you, Spoken. Love you. It's love. That shit right, Moses. Ah. Uh. Yeah.